This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian and is for entertainment purposes only. Was previously sold the dream. You have to quit your nine to five and you have to be a full-time trader and that's what makes you profitable. But if you speak to anyone that quit their nine to five before they became profitable, they probably went and got another job again because they weren't profitable. So how did they pay their bills? I'll go over a trade recap of two trades that I took two weeks ago and just show how simple it is. And I won't hold back. I'm going to go through every element of the strategy and so you can pick this up and watch it over and over again and go and back test it over a six month period. And you'll see that your strike rate will significantly increase. And the amount of screen time that we will use will significantly decrease. So one of the things is as well, what did you get into trading for? Yeah, it's interesting. And okay, we enjoy it. And number two is you can make endless amounts of money. Great. But what if you quit your nine to five and become a full-time trader and you're staring at the charts for six or seven hours a day? Do you have any freedom or are you just making more money but still stuck working? Episode 231. All right, folks, we've got Scott Taylor from Evolution Markets in the house today. Now, this guy probably has the busy or had the busiest life I could even ever imagine, and yet he still managed to make it as a trader. You're going to find out his amazing story and journey to the point where he is at uh, a stage now where he's come up with a strategy that anyone can master, anyone can copy. In fact, he breaks the whole thing down step by step in a video we show after the show where you can run this in a day job and have no issues trading it with time commitments and all that sort of stuff. It's step by step, so step by step. In fact, this is like virtually like a full-on course video that's coming up in the show. Other things that we've got going on here at Trading Up, there's still time to win one of the three Blue Guardian 50K evaluations. There's an entry form link below the video or in the podcast description. And also we've got three traders on the live streams who are taking the Blue Guardian evaluation challenges now. So if you want to check those out and see how they're going, we're going to be dropping some review videos at the end of the week, or you can jump on live and see them take those trades. And those trades are being plastered onto a Telegram channel. Well, we're starting to do that. If you do want to see how that works, there's a link to the Telegram chat and channel below, and you can go and check that out as well. And last but not least, from last week's show, I am building out the uh, strategy drop by Ethan. If you do want to see what that's all about, then join my Robot Lab Live. It's only a dollar trial. You don't get it straight away. you got to wait a week, and then you jump in there to the main thing. We've started building it out. It's looking pretty good. All right, folks, enough from me. Let's Hear from my sponsor, Blue Guardian, and get on with the show. Our prop firm sponsor, Blue Guardian, allows traders to trade any style that works for them. EAs and trade copiers are allowed. Trade through the weekends and trade news. The way you trade is fully up to you. Blue Guardian also has one of the best dashboards on the market, giving you full control of your trades and trade data. And on top of this, built into the dashboard is the Guardian Protector that helps protect you from hitting that max daily loss and stops you over trading. Guard up to 400k in capital with Blue Guardian and receive super fast profit splits in just 14 days. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Scott Taylor in the house from Evolution Markets. He's over there in the UK. Welcome to Trading Up, Scott. Hey, Cam. Thanks for having me. Pleasure being here. Well, look, I'm really intrigued to hear your story because I've seen some of the stuff that you've been able to do with traders, uh, especially after surveying them, I understand, and they are loving what you're doing. And we're going to get into that in the show. So, But before we do, I want to find out how you got into trading and basically the journey up to now. We're going to dive into details around the, the ups and downs that you would have had along the way. Absolutely. So 
for me, my Forex journey up to now has been eight years. Um, so I started looking at online, like what, what are the, what is the financial markets? I didn't really know anything about it. Right. Um, and then I just saw this YouTube ad probably with the way that most people go down that rabbit hole and ended up doing, a, an in-person seminar for the day, big old projector, sell the dream. And it sounded great, right? <laughs> Quit your job in 12 months and, and retire your family kind of presentation. Yeah. Um, and at the, at the back of the room, it was like, okay, we, we can upsell you into a 12-month course where you can come down to London. You can do live webinars for a year. All sounded amazing. So I went and I did that. Um, and obviously, it didn't make me consistent, but this is something that we've all got to learn, right? You, there's no strategy out there really that can go from zero to consistent in 12 months if you know nothing about Like I didn't even know what a candlestick was. I didn't know anything. Um, wasn't even using TradingView back then. Didn't even know if it was a thing. So I was trading purely off MT4, off the platform that that provider was selling to us as well. Um, and yeah, fast forward after about a year of that, um, did various courses and communities. I was running a fitness business at the time that I've only recently sold after 13 years of operation because um, sport and fitness and personal training is actually my background. So I left college, went straight into working in gyms, um, thought I could do a better job, opened a gym with my partner, and we ran that up to um, a decent company with 10 employees. Um, but after about eight or nine years, realized it wasn't really for me. And that's the time where I got into trading. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I really want to take this further and actually take it seriously. So there was a transitional period really where I was a fitness business owner, but I was also a trader. Um, and that was really a struggle for me, as well as having children. I've got four children now. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, very busy. Yeah, um, very so busy. Th that eight years for me, it's it's been very much like trying to be that, that business owner and make sure that I'm growing that and looking after my customers, looking after my employees, also looking after my family and raising children you know having babies and stuff and sleepless nights which can be tough but as a as a learning trader you know that you're up early mornings you're back testing late at night you're back testing at the weekends you're watching content if you need to and then during the day you're checking your phone checking the charts making sure you're actually forward testing and and actually trading that can be really difficult when you're looking after a family and when you're running a business or working full time um it sounds impossible. I, made it work I mean how, I, how did you how, how did you make it work it's, it's, it sounds crazy just persistence. I think that's one of the reasons why it took it took quite long for me to become consistent. It took nearly six years for me to find consistency. And I think it was potentially down to the educational routes that I took, right? Because there's so many places and people you can learn from. It can be, like I say, that rabbit hole where you could spend 12 months potentially wasting your time learning something that the year after you end up having to unlearn. Um, so there's probably a bit of that, but also the fact that I decided to have four children and I was running a fitness business that if things went right, it was great. It was my responsibility, but also if things went wrong, it was also my responsibility. And we went through a, a global pandemic, which no one's going to forget in 2020, which completely ripped my fitness business apart. And I had to really step in there. And I was actually doing more work on the business during lockdowns than I would have been when we were open because it was like all your eggs in one basket doing everything you possibly could to keep your customers from leaving because your expenses and your overheads are still there, right? And if anything, our expenses were going up because we had a new rent. We had a, our lease had run out. Our landlord was asking us to tie into another 10-year lease. Um, 
you know, staff wages was going up every single year. This was the very beginning of the energy crisis. And our revenue was hardly nothing because most of our customers left because they couldn't even go to the gym because we were forced to close. Mm. So it was a crazy time. And obviously at that point, I wasn't really trading that much. So I'd say in the, in 2020 alone that year, I probably didn't really do any trading, probably tried to because I wanted to, but it wasn't anything fully committed or consistent. So you could really kind of abandon that year. But really what made it work for me is just never giving up. Like I'm one of those people that if I put my mind to something, even if I don't particularly enjoy it, I'm going to finish it because I kind of sign a contract with myself that, okay, whatever I start, I'm going to make sure that I finish. I, I don't start a second um, project until I finish the first one. And it, it's just built into me. It's just wired into my system. So the same thing with trading. One, I really had an interest and passion for it. And I knew that that's the avenue I wanted. And I knew that eventually I would sell my fitness business. Um, I was, like I say, about 10 years in. So about a year or so before actually COVID was even a thing. I was already thinking about an exit plan. So I was thinking about, you know, increasing the profits of the company as much as I possibly could to then look for an investor and, and sell it. It's just unfortunate that COVID came, but I, was, I still managed to sell. It took two years to find a buyer and then six months to sell, which we found a buyer. And it was at that period, I was like, yes, I can now be a full-time trader. And luckily, I was already consistent by then. So um, probably early 2022, mid-2020, sorry, early 2021 is when I found consistency. Um, COVID was finished. We're out of lockdown. So my work-life balance was more consistent. Um, you know, there wasn't like, oh, a lockdown here and then not a lockdown there. So 2020 was a complete write-off, like a roller coaster. Um but that really helped having that routine and just never giving up, basically. So then I sold the fitness business in September last year. And since then, I've, you know, I've never looked back. It's, a, it's a, interesting that you, you managed to balance all that. I mean, can you give us like a typical day where you were, uh, I suppose, getting to the point of that consistency? What did your typical day look like? So a typical day would get up at like six, um, have a bit of a morning routine, you know, glass of water, cold shower, um, get to the charts, maybe 30 to 40, 45 minutes looking at two or three pairs. At that time, I was trading lower time frame, So there's a lot more noise, hence why taking a, quite a lot longer than I would now to analyze the markets and getting up earlier as well. I was also looking at trading pre-London as well. So, you know, I was the first person out of bed in the morning and always the last person to bed in the evening as well. Um, because I, I had to take the kids to school. So I always used to do the school runs in the morning and in the afternoon. So like 9am was like, get the kids to school, come back. Then it'd be very much, okay, London's trading. So I'd trade till like 10am. Then I'd go to the office at, at the gym and basically work there till like 3pm. Then I'd pick the kids up from school again and then get the kids bathed, fed, whatever. Then I'd go back to the gym again in the evenings or work on it from my home office. And I'll be working on that till about six, seven in the evening. And then I'm putting the kids to bed, seven, eight. And then I'm back on the charts to do an end of day, to do back testing and just be consistent that on repeat over and over and over again. And I spent a lot of weekends on trading because I didn't have that time during the day and the week because I was running a business. And a lot of people will relate to this. You might run your own business or you might work full time. And if you don't have that time to back test during the day because you're at work, you're going to have to do it at other times. And it's, it's unsociable hours, right? 
think that's one of the reasons why people don't follow through with trading because it is a long journey anyway. Mm. And in the first three or four years, you might agree, Cam, is that it's very painful because you have to get up really early in the morning to do your outlook. You have to stay up late when your girlfriend or your boyfriend wants you to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix, but you've got another two months of back testing to do. Um, and then the weekends, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday night when your friends are asking to go to a party or go out clubbing, you're like, no, because I've got data collection to do. I've got content to watch. You know, I've got goals to tick off. And that's the important thing. It's how committed are you mm. to this? It's not a hobby. It's a business. And there's, there's no business like that, really, that you could go five, six, seven years without making a single penny and then all of a sudden make more money than your family has ever made. Mm. Uh, and at the same time, through that whole process, the people that are closest to you don't believe in it. And they tell you that you, you're wasting your time. Why are you still doing this? You're still not making money. And there's all this negativity. But you've got to be so laser focused and just not give up. And that's the most important thing. All right, folks, I'm here at Blackpool Markets headquarters in Auckland, New Zealand. You can see this amazing view behind me of Auckland Harbour. Now, talking about views, if you do want to get free TradingView Pro, then all you need to do is trade one lot a month at Blackpool Markets, and they're going to give you free TradingView Pro. So, folks, to find out more, click the link in the description below or the card above. Well, it does say it sounds like the impossible sort of task for... for most people and i think that's why a lot of people do do struggle with it but you know I, i've been there where you know it's like why am i doing this it's not giving me any immediate return um i think you've gone out of focus there with your camera you need to you need to um uh just do whatever you need to do put your hand in front there we go it's grabbed you back um yeah look it's i mean so so i mean if you had to i mean you've said you know i oh, stay focused and stuff i suppose have you got any like tips or hints that you can help that might be able to help somebody listening where they want to be a trader. They want to do trading. They want trading to be it for them, but they can't for whatever reason commit the time to it, or they'll rather go out with friends or, you know, is there anything that you've got that can put into perspective or some advice? First thing is like, is trading actually for you? And one thing running, running a business and being self-employed for like 14, 15 years is, the importance of listening to your gut feelings. Um, many years ago, I'd have mentors and say, I oh, know, forget about your gut feeling. You've got to do what's right on paper. But actually, the older and wiser and more experienced you get, the more that's completely backward. You've got to follow your gut. So if you're doing something that you feel you're forcing or you feel really lack of patience or the elements to it that you're not enjoying, then it's probably not for you. So you, you just need to go and do something else. Whereas if you have the mentality that I had that, I'm that determined and I have a real interest and passion. I don't care about doing an all-nighter. I can be tired the next morning and I really don't care. I can do 30 hours in a week of data collection and trading and forecasting and watching content and not get paid for it. And I'm still happy and content with that because your gut tells you that's your future. That's the first thing is figuring out if it's actually for you or not. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with it if you realize that it's not. Like I opened a fitness business because... I was always in the gym as a teenager. So I just did what I enjoyed at the time. But there might come a, a point where there's a fork in the road moment where you decide that your passions and interests have changed. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind on something. Um, and if you decide that trading is for you, it's about habits, routines, systems, and processes. You've got to plan your week in advance. So my, my Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was planned yesterday, uh, like nine, 10 o'clock at night. 
when most people are watching Netflix, I'm on my phone writing down tick sheets and times, what am I doing between seven and eight? What am I doing between eight and nine? What am I doing between 10 and 11? And my whole week is mapped out um, because then I know I can be efficient. It reduces anxiety and it increases productivity. I've had meetings before with people that have worked for me and I've said, did you manage to get this really important thing done we spoke about last week? And they'd say, oh, I tried to, but I was really busy last, last week. And then I'd say, okay, what were you busy doing? Because there's a difference between being busy and being productive. And this is a trap that people fall into. They use the fact that they were so busy that they couldn't do something as an excuse. When really, if you're productive, you you actually realize when you write things down, how much time you're wasting doing nothing. So if you can do like one hour of back testing every night, one hour in a day is nothing. And it doesn't matter if you work 12 hour shifts, you've still got one hour in a day. I run a fitness business that I could never switch off from because it was open 17 hours a day for a start. And even when it was closed, we'd get emails, got social media, you've got staff problems, people that are sick, they can't come into work the next day. Your phone is constantly on alert, basically on call for 14 years. And then when you've got children, and I had four children at the time, and I still do, obviously, but you know, I'm probably the definition of too busy to do things, but you make time to do things. So it's just being really routined and structured and planning in advance is really important. It's it's interesting you touch on that, the the habit um, systems process and routine. I mean, can you sort of expand on that a bit more? I mean, like, because I I, I know that it doesn't get spoken about a lot. And I think somebody did touch on it just the other day uh, for the first time in, I think, forever on the show. But I think it's something that's really important to be able to get yourself or to, first of all, how would somebody establish that that plan, that routine around what they're trading? I mean, what's the good way to get started in that? I would say, first of all, write down Monday to Friday, what are the important things? Like, what are the things that you have to get done? Forget the things that you want to get done. Write down the actual things that you need to do. So if you work a full-time job because you've got to pay the bills, write down what days you're working or what times you're working. How long does it take you to travel to get there? When do you need to leave the house? And when do you come back to the house? Get that done because that's something that you can't really control. Because if you've got bills to pay, you must work. And if you're not consistent and pulling profits from the markets yet, you can't rely on trading as an income. So that's done, okay? And you just got to accept that. Then you've got to think, okay, do I have a family? Do I have a partner? Do I have anyone that I care for? Do you have you know, elderly parents or anyone that you're a carer for? And you've got to make sure that you're there for them, right? Like me, I've been a, a dad for 13 years. My eldest daughter's nearly 14 this year. And my youngest daughter's not even one yet. So I've been changing nappies for over a decade. <laughs> so I know that I've had to factor in children into my life because I decided to be a parent and I have a responsibility and a duty that when I'm not working, that I spend time with my children. And that's been really important to me to be there for my kids and be very much a hands-on father figure, right? And then it's like, okay, I've factored in what I have to do to make money. I've factored in what I need to do to be a carer for my family. Now, the rest of it is time for myself. So I need to do something for my hobbies. I need to do something for my future. And I need to do something for my health. So you, you make sure that you're exercising, you're eating properly. You, you make sure that if you're working a job that you either hate or you don't see yourself doing that long-term and you choose something like trading as an avenue to escape, you need to make sure that you're planning time for that. And once you get a mentor 
the right kind of mentor involved, they can advise you on things like weekly routines, daily routines, what to actually focus your time on. Because I've, on my journey to becoming consistent, I've learned so many strategies where I've just had to unlearn all of that because there's a lot of courses out there that just, they have so much information that it seems highly valuable. So you're like, I need to learn all this. So I'm just going to pay them because the more I learn, the more I will earn. Well, actually with trading, I found is actually the opposite. You want it to be as simple as possible and you don't want it to be too complicated because if you've got every single indicator under the sun, you're trading 27 pairs and you're looking at the charts all day. One, you've got no life. And two, you're so confused and stressed out that how do you really know what you're doing? And when you look at your bottom line profit or your strike rate, which is like below 20%, um, how can how can that be sustainable? So it's about just finding the right mentor that can teach you about the right strategy and how to intertwine that with your lifestyle and your habits, because they're both equally as important. I'd say about 50% important. It's got to, whatever strategy you use, this is something that I'm really big on this year, and I keep telling my students is that can you sustain can you sustain your job and your routine and your family life trading the way that you trade it's not just about being profitable mm, right it's, yeah. it's about is it being sustained are you yeah. driving 100 mile an hour to go from work to home in the car in case you miss a trade is that sustainable yeah. or could you just like stop and look at your phone if it's a higher time frame strategy and you go it's not set up. I'll just chill. I might even go through Starbucks on the way home and grab a coffee. You know, that's sustainable. There's two different things. You're both traders, but the, the, the difference in the strategy and how it fits with your lifestyle is really important versus if you're someone that doesn't work or doesn't have to work and you have the ability to stare at the charts all day long, then you can trade however you want. But it depends on what other external factors you got, like your work and your family life and stuff like that. That's a big one. Yeah. And, and, and in terms of like finding a mentor, I mean, how did you go about, you said, you know, you said you've learned dozens of strategies. How did you go about sort of distilling it down to um, being happy with this one? And I know you're going to show us your strategy that you use now, which I don't know if you learned from your mentor, but you're going to show this after the video. So, um, or the interview. So yeah. How did you find the mentor that was, I suppose, break the, broke the back of the, the inconsistency? Yeah, with that, when you're looking for a mentor, the best thing to do is to like, again, follow your gut, follow the results. If someone really makes sense and what they're talking about and they've been doing it for long enough and they've been through that journey and they're showing what they're doing, you know, they're, they're practicing what they preach. They're not just talking the talk, they're walking the walk as well. And then that's what I'd always done. So I'd always been part of some kind of mentorship. And then if one person really stood out and they kind of did their own thing, I would kind of absorb as much information I thought I could from where I am and then just follow the results and follow my gut. And I've done that probably four or five times, but with, with like mentorship, it, there is a, an element of luck involved because there are thousands of mentors in the same space. No doubt. There's mm. probably tens of thousands that we don't even know about because we've not even found them on social media yet. Um, and, and the inner circle that you're a part of, you know, your trading friends and buddies and the communities that you're in right now, they might refer someone and say, Oh, have you heard about this person? You check them out. Um, whereas if someone else said the same thing about someone else, you might have gone down a different route. So there is an element of, I guess, luck involved in finding the right mentor. And that might be another reason why one person, it might take six years to be consistent. Someone else might take two years because they might go down a different route. They might have a different mentor. 
and mix that with do they have a different lifestyle are they are they more disciplined do they have more routine less responsibilities less stress stuff like that but yeah for me i just went from one mentor to the next and really rinsed and dry as much as i possibly could that's what you pay them for and then it got to a point where i felt okay i'm, I'm kind of learning the same stuff from every mentor now they're almost like regurgitating the same thing and just rebranding it as their own thing so i stopped that um in, in like 2021 early 2021 i think was the last time maybe even december 2020 i think was the last community i was in and then just all the data that i'd learned over the years started to just nail down on the times that i've done really well for me versus leaving the bits that i'd not done well you know testing my own live trading results is there a, a pattern of secrets events in my winners? Is there a pattern or a sequence of events in my losers? How can I filter out the losers? I just went full speed on that. And that kind of six month period really did me dividend. And that's where I found consistency. Actually, once I realized that I don't need to learn any more information. Um, and for the next 18 months, I had done really, really well. And, and it was in that period where I was selling my fitness business. I also moved house. I also had my fourth child and then we launched Evolution Market. So I launched my own mentorship program with uh, two close friends of mine that I'd known through trading for about five or six years, Tom and Callum. And the reason why we opened the mentorship is, is if someone asked me like a year earlier, are you ever going to teach people trading? I'd say no, because I had no interest at that point. Probably looking back on reflection was because I was just so engrossed in exiting the fitness business that I knew was not long-term and also just focusing on being consistent in my own trading, right? So I wasn't interested in adding a third branch because I didn't have any time or focus for that. Um, but on Instagram, for example, I'd get messages on a daily basis from people saying, how did you get into this trade? Can you help me? Can you help me? And it's just one of those things in my nature where, and I talked about this in, in a day in the life YouTube video that I'm, I'm about to launch on my own channel, that if someone asks me for help, I won't just ignore them. Like I feel like I want to help them, but it got to a stage where the amount of questions were getting so high, I couldn't just do it for free. So I thought, well, I may as well just open a mentorship, do it at a, a fair price and teach people that way. And, and, and it's worked out really well. And I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. And in terms of like the, the investment you made in mentors over the years, if you had to sort of break it down and give us a ballpark figure, what would that be? I've probably spent about £25,000 in the last eight years on mentorships and Forex courses. Well, wow. And that's wow. not to say that you need to spend that amount. Most of that came from the first course I ever bought. That was about £15,000 on oh, the first right. course. Okay. <laughs> right, yep. So the other £10,000 is spread over like six years. So it's right. actually not that bad. Yeah, okay. Okay, and I suppose and once you've... Yeah. yeah, once you find out that, that that you can get them cheaper, you don't need the, the in-person stuff. Um, right. What about like, so, you, you know, you sold your business. I'm sort of just trying to get a gauge on like how you managed to go from business owner to working like as a full-time trader and supporting a family of four. I mean, how did that happen sort of financially? Yeah, so it was, again, it was a long, slow journey where a lot of people, because I ran a small business in a small town, everyone knew me as the gym owner that did a little bit of trading as a hobby on the side. Whereas I always thought to myself, I was the, the trader that had the gym business on the side. Right. So the yeah. perspective was different, right? Yeah. I, I always, well, 
not always, but probably from around year two or three of learning how to trade, it was at that point I knew I was going to be a full-time trader and this was going to be the, in the next stage of my life professionally. Mm-hmm. So obviously I had a responsibility to run the, the fitness business and I did that to my best ability, especially during lockdown and COVID, which was not easy. And then raising a family because during lockdown one, I had my my son, he's my third child. He was He was born in... 2020 so it was a lockdown baby so we were really pulled in so many different ways uh but we just made it work with just consistency right and i never made a huge amount of money from the gym business because it was such a small town and and therefore the business could only market to the small town it wasn't an online business or anything like that so when i started pulling profits from the financial markets that was an an, an extra motivation for me i was like it was almost like I told you so moment as well, because, you know, you get family and you get close friends that are like, oh, it's not going to work. You're wasting your time. Oh, Forex is just a scam. I've seen people on yeah. YouTube. I always get targeted by ads and stuff. And there's a lot of scams out there and it gives Forex a bad name, um, which is, I guess, another reason why I decided to open a mentorship to offer something that's a little bit more genuine. Um, but yeah, it was a slowly transition, right? Started to get funding. So started going through like prop fund challenges uh, that way, started pulling the profits into a personal account. So I've been trading my personal account for like the last 14, 15 months now, not using prop firms anymore. And and just scaling my capital from there. When I sold the fitness business, um, I'd already bought the house that I'm sat in right now, which was a complete doer-upper. We had to strip everything back. It had not been lived in for two years. Um, so that was a lot of time and a big financial investment for us. So a, a lot of the money that we got from the sale of the fitness business went into the house and therefore again it's welcome to have profits being drawn from the from the markets to be able to pay for things like bills and lifestyle and hobbies and paying for the kids tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts introducing my robot builders club with our platform you can build bots in minutes not weeks without any coding required get lifetime access to my video course vip community and over 40 ready-made robots works with mt4 or mt5 and as a bonus you'll get three months access to my robot lab where we build and test bots on live calls every week join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter not harder click the link in the description to learn more get the free training and download a free robot and so can you just sort of dive back into the the prop firm journey as well a little bit so how did how did you find it i mean did, were you able to so you don't do them now you've obviously managed to to make enough from that are you yeah so i just want to know like how did you find it did you have any struggles along the way and is the capital that you're trading now is that mainly prop firm money yeah so um definitely had a hard time i think like most people do if if you got the stats that are like over 90% of people will either not pass prop firm challenges or once they pass, they they lose them. It's definitely true. I've lost accounts in the past and I've lost challenges in the past. And I think it's just part of the journey. Um, even if you've been a learning Forex trader for like five or six years, the moment that you'd go and do a prop firm challenge, it's a completely different psychology, isn't it? Because all of a sudden you've got a, a 30 day sand timer and subconsciously you're aware of that, especially when you've never done a challenge before and you're like, Oh crap, I've only got like two days left and I'm only like three or 4% up or something. Um, and then when you do a challenge the second time, if you fail that first one, you do the opposite. You're conscious that you ran out of time on the, on the previous challenge. So this time you try and rush it. 
But then by rushing it, you take off planned trades and you blow the account because you got the drawdown limit. So the, the, there are all these variables. And I, I honestly think, and, and I know a lot of traders, I'm friends with a lot of community owners, a lot of trading mentors and coaches. And one thing that we have in common, we've, we've, we've all been through the journey and we've all had to break down these walls and, and accomplish these hurdles where things like funding is one big thing. You've got to fail the challenges to go for that learning process so that you can then give advice to other people later on. So I can confidently say to my students, before you go for funding, make sure you've got you know, at least three months of consistent live trading results on a small personal account. And when you're doing the challenge, make sure that you're taking only on planned trades. And if you lose that challenge, don't sweat it because it's normal. It's part of the process because when you're on a funding challenge, that's not normal trading because in a real life scenario, you don't have a time limit. You can take as long, like you can take 1% yeah. a month or you can take 50% a month. Whereas on a challenge, you have to make 10, eight or 10% in the first 30 days. Otherwise you've got to do it again. And so I think people forget, forget as well. They forget that as well. Once they get the funded account, then they yeah. sort of keep trading it like they're trading a challenge and exactly. they don't need to. It's hard to, to sort of flick that switch. Now, yeah, it's like a, a mindset change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it is indeed. Now, was there any sort of like um, withdrawals that you made or, or profits that you made that you thought you were like, hey, man, this is real. This is, I can't believe, you know, this is what I've been working to for for you know five or six years can you walk us through their experience yeah absolutely i mean there were there were many times where i would have a using a, a prop fund account once passing it and making me a couple of hundred pounds or a couple of thousand pounds then i'd go through maybe drawdown or break even for a few months but then all of a sudden when you make more money in a month than you used to make in a year that's when things go oh, wow, okay, this is actually real. This is not something that I've just been dreaming about, but is actually possible. And then again, it's another mindset thing where you start to really believe in yourself even more than you did before. And you believe in the system. And the, the more you stick to your routines and your systems and your processes and your healthy habits, the more that really improves because a lot of it's mindset. And I, I honestly believe the way that you really fix your mindset is by nailing down your routines because you know human beings are very habitual creatures mm -hmm. right and if like we've just come off the easter holiday so i've had three kids off school for two weeks that would normally be at school and it's just mental it's just a crazy house um so, <laughs> but when they're at school like today i feel like i've just got my got my life back almost yeah. this routine is so key as a human being anyway but as a as a parent as a trader it's even more important um, but yeah, like massively, and we're starting to pull profits from these funded accounts, which is the best thing to do. Funded accounts are not really sustainable, in my opinion. It's not something that you get an account, you keep it for 10 years, and you make money from it. A funded account is something that you utilize to your best ability to draw profits out of and put into a personal account. And it's the personal account that once up to a certain level that you make that consistent money. Because once you no longer need to use that prop for an account, You've not got the stresses and the anxiety mm. and the emotions that you do from your own money because you can go through a drawdown period of 10% and not worry that you're, you're going to have to go and do another challenge again, you know? And, and yeah. that's normal as part of the process. Like many times I've gone through drawdowns of like 10% as a, a trader on my journey to becoming consistent. It's very normal because even like running any kind of business, you could open a business and it's not like that. 
you know, running a business, it's a roller coaster because there's so many external factors and internal factors. It's the same with a trader, with trading. So the, the, the quicker you can pull profits into a personal account and, and then not need to use funding accounts anymore, the better. But you, you're, at the same time, you can't rush it. Yeah. And, and, and did anyone, any of the naysayers in your family or friends and stuff, did they, have they sort of come around and was there a moment where you were like, hey, look at what I've managed to achieve here, folks. I've sold the gym. I'm not working. Or are they just completely sort of oblivious to it? Why is the pretty oblivious to it? I never really spoke to my friends about trading. And I've, I think the more time that I've spent as an entrepreneur in general, and then especially into trading, the smaller my circle has become. And my friendship group from like school and college and working out in the gym days has got smaller and smaller. And my circle of friends that started off with nothing from like trading communities has got bigger and bigger. So actually, most of my friends are traders now. But with like family, like my parents are completely the opposite to me. They didn't even want me to open the gym business. They're like, what if you lose the house? What if you lose everything? What if it goes wrong? Yeah. Um, so it's like, get a job and stay safe and money doesn't grow on trees. So I'm completely different. So I, I had that. And when they started hearing about me about trading, they were like, oh, well, the gym is your bread and butter. Um, you've made that work for the last six, seven, eight years. Keep doing that. It's safe. And trading is just a hobby. That was their opinion. Um, but the most difficult thing actually was, was my partner. She was, she's supportive, but she was also a big skeptic because she's one of those people that she won't believe in anything until she sees the results. So if you don't see results in something for six years, yeah. you're living with someone that doubts what you're doing <laughs> yeah. 15 hours a week for free for six years. And that's difficult. And there were many moments in our relationship where we were having arguments and debates about why are you spending your time on a Sunday night doing this? Or why are you getting up at six in the morning and doing this? And I'm like, well, because it's going to work. I, I don't care how long it takes. I know it's going to work. And I'm not giving up. doesn't matter what you say or what you think. This is about what I want to do. I don't want to be 87 years old, sat in an old people's home, living with regret and resentment because I listened to someone else and stopped doing what my gut feeling was telling me I, I wanted to do and was my calling. And you've just got to, that's probably one of the hardest things. If you live with someone that doesn't support that or doesn't understand it, you are, you are really on your own. It doesn't matter how many trading friends you've got and how many meetups you go to, which does help, but it's really a, a, an internal battle with yourself mm. because you've got to- Oh, it is, it is. I mean, I, I, that, that, that resonates with me a lot uh, over the years. I mean, I've, I've been there, mate, I feel you. And I'm sure other people listening do as well. Now, we're going to dive into uh, a bit more sort of, uh, I suppose, stats and technical stuff. Um and like, first of all, I know that you changed the way that you, well, the, I suppose the way you teach you, what you do just recently. So do you want to quickly touch on that? And well, then we'll dive into the stats. Yeah. So um, from my first journey, like the first probably two, three years in trading, I was trading, I actually taking trades off the daily. That's where I first started learning. And then the learning journey over the following six years was like, more information, more indicators, uh, more timeframes. And every year, the timeframes that we were entering trades off seem to get lower and lower. It's like, we're now entering off the four hour, now entering off the one hour, now entering off the 15 minute, then the five minute, then the one minute, and then even as low as the five second chart. And it's almost like when SMC first came out, it, it became this shiny object syndrome where everyone was like, 
oh, this is the new thing. This is how I'm going to get consistent. This is how I'm going to get funded because there's someone on YouTube that's done a 100-hour trade and they're driving a Lambo and, and SMC is the way to go. And everyone, including me, went down that, that tunnel, right? And we were even teaching that ourselves, not the li- not the Lambo lifestyle, obviously, but we were teaching, you know, multi-time frame analysis, use the, the daily, the four-hour for your directional bias and then you filter through to the 15 minute for alignment and then down to the lower time frames like one minute or lower for entries and me and tom and callum we were consistent with for like 18 months two years of uh, in our own trading we were teaching that and we had students that were consistent with that but what we really found was a gap in the market where most people that are learning to trade are still working a nine-to-five job or shifts and for them to be at a laptop for three hours a day, split into two or three sessions, and looking at lots of data, lots of timeframes, lots of candlesticks, multiple draws on liquidity, it's very difficult to do that. And I and I remember going back to the days where I owned the gym business and how difficult that was. You could be in a meeting for 30 minutes and you'd miss the trade you've been waiting for for the last 48 hours. And you'd be so frustrated, you'd be kicking yourself. You'd have like FOMO or you'd start revenge mm-hmm. trading. And also the fact that the more information, the more noise, the lower the time frame, guess what? The lower your strike rate is. You've got to take like six, seven losses in a row before you make that one to 30 hour trade. And you're not risking 1% most of the time anyway. So actually you went through so much pain psychologically and so much drawdown, potentially risking losing a funding account or a challenge if you're on that, just to get one winner that looks good on Instagram, but actually doesn't make you that much money. So we had all of these things going on and we were having discussions and um, we were talking to a a small handful of our kind of core students that have been with us, our founder members were like, we're putting the the feelers out there. What if we came up with a higher timeframe entry strategy that was two pairs, two timeframes, two sessions, two indicators and one entry model? And you would spend probably less than 30 minutes in an entire day looking at a chart. It would take you about five to 10 minutes in the morning to analyze for the day in the morning. And then when you're at work, you could set alerts and actually trade from your phone safely. Would that benefit you? And everyone without a shadow of a doubt was like, yes, 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 I need this in my life. Um, so we started doing heavy back testing on this across um, Eurodollar and pound dollar, the two pairs that we heavily trade. And me and Tom, we were testing, refining, testing, refining, testing, refining. until we got to a point where we were really happy with this system, this rule-based system that we had created. We hadn't modeled it from anywhere else. We kind of took elements that we were already teaching, draws on liquidity, momentum, and shifts. And we, we just really wanted to strip it back and simplify it as much as we possibly could to benefit the person that wanted to be a trader, but that was still working full-time that was previously sold the dream. You have to quit your nine to five and you have to be a full-time trader. And that's what makes you profitable. But if you speak to anyone that quit their nine to five before they became profitable, they probably went and got another job again because they weren't profitable. So how did they pay their bills? So there's too much pressure. So basically, yeah, I'll go over a trade recap of two trades that I took um, two weeks ago. And just show how simple it is. And I won't hold back. I'm going to go through every element of the strategy. And so you can pick this up and, and watch it over and over again. And go and back test it over a six-month period. And you'll see that your strike rate 
will significantly increase. And the amount of screen time that we all use will significantly decrease. So one of the things is as well, what, what did you get into trading for? Yeah, it's interesting. And okay, we enjoy it. And number two is you can make endless amounts of money. Great. But what if you quit your nine to five and become a full-time trader and you're staring at the charts for six or seven hours a day? Do you have any freedom or are you just making more money, but still stuck working? Mm, And so, yeah, like time is currency, isn't it? So, okay, you can make 10, 20, 30 K a month. Brilliant. But you also want to be able to go to the gym, go to the coffee shop, go shopping, go on holiday, travel, open a YouTube channel. You know, there's so many things that you want to actually do with your life. You don't want to be stuck staring at the one minute or the five second chart with a 20% strike rate. So this is one of the biggest things that we did. And yeah, I'm excited to show you a couple of trades and how simple the strategy is. And running on that sort of uh, that theme, so the strike rate, what would be the typical strike rate for this strategy? Typical strike rate is averaging like 67%. And because we're targeting a one to three, anything above 33%, you're at break even or profit. So whereas before with like, smart money concepts, multi-time frame, lower time frame entry, our strike rate was varying between 20 and 30%, like most people in the industry. So you'd go through periods of drawdown just to crawl it back in one trade. And that's not really great, really, is consistency. And it's and it's not easy to teach. The amount of questions and frustrations you'd have from students saying, I did really, really well for a week, and then I just give it all back for the next three weeks. And then they're like vicious circle and we wanted to fix that. We wanted to come up with a solution to a problem. And we feel like we've done that because we basically brought three traders on as a guinea pig. So we not only did we do our own testing after we came up with the strategy, then we live traded it for two months, me and Tom. We also brought on three of our traders early before we released it. And we said, we're going to teach you this one-on-one small group. And you let me know how you're getting on. And they were like, this is amazing. It's exactly what I was looking for because I was struggling with the lower time frame." And then on the 25th of March, when we actually launched all the brand new content and the strategy, we went to London. We did a, an exclusive 15 members only um, roundtable event where we actually presented it on a project and we went round one-on-one. Everyone brought their laptops. It was incredible. Uh, the feedback we got from that event was amazing. And then the following week, we had like five or six winning trades, which many of the community were taking. This is only one or two days after them learning the strategy. So usually you'd go through like 50 videos, technical videos to learn something. Then you'd go through like two or three months of back testing to really solidify it. This was like two or three days, watch the videos, do a little bit of forward testing and you could literally take a trade. Like it's that quick because it's so stripped back. And so, so, I mean, you you said there are five trades like the first week. I mean, is it, is that on two pairs? And how many trades are, these, are you taking on these pairs? Yeah, that's over two pairs. Typically, you're looking at two or three trades a week on average. So we had like five or six trades in that first week, whereas we had one the following, then two the week after that. But, you know, at the end of the month, if you're making five, six, 10, 12%, and you're on a two or 400K funded account, or you've got a really decent personal account, you're making way more money than you were on your nine to five mm. and you're trading in a sustainable way. This is, this is the important thing. If you're, tra- if you're making money for a couple of months, but the way you trade is not sustainable, 
you're always going to have that worry that you're going to have to go back to your full-time job because you're not making money from trading in three or four months time. Whereas this is very sustainable. We've got so much data on it. And actually, even though the, the reason we came up with this strategy was to benefit our students, me and Tom actually love trading this way so much that we were like, we're not going to even look at the one minute chart anymore. So we completely transitioned. And also right. <laughs> it came from that thought process of if we're going to teach something, we make we better make sure we're doing it ourselves as well. So we actually removed all of the lower time frame stuff from our community. So like all like 200 and something members in the community, like switch off overnight, no lower time frame Now you're either doing this or you're out because right. we want everyone to be focusing on this. We don't want, there to be any confusion within the community at all. Um, because again, it's like full focus, consistent routine and, and, and everyone doing the same thing. It's not a signal service. So even if we might be taking the same trades in the same days on the same pair, we might have slightly different entries, slightly different stop loss, slightly different TP, or some of us might take pound dollar. Some of us might take euro dollar. Um, but the important thing is the simplicity of it and the technical elements and the criteria is all the same. And that's a really good way of actually teaching it in a very quick period of time with less confusion. And and so so with the community, like opening it up to a community, I mean, if you had to sort of, you know, look, not, not everyone's going to be perfect, but if you had to sort of say out of the group of people in the community that did take it on board and, and gave it a good cry, a try, what was the percentage that, found success with it and were there any common elements of the ones that didn't the, the, the common elements with the people that weren't getting it was just they kind of taken our advice we we launched the strategy on the 25th of march we we're like we don't really want you live trading this week it's up to you if if you feel confident then you go for it but ideally we want you to go through the content first multiple times and then a couple of weeks of back testing but some of our more experienced traders, obviously, they spent like all that weekend going through the content, probably stayed up really late at night. Quite a few of our students had booked annual leave from work on the Monday and the Tuesday so they could back test. And then by like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they were taking live trades with us. Um, so really, the, the difference, I'd say, is, is their confidence and their experience, because we've got some traders that have been trading for like eight, nine months in the community. And we've got other traders that have been trading for like eight, nine years. So there's, there's different people in there. And I should just know. I've just no. I've just actually noticed the date. It's not even a month since the twenty fifth of March, right? It's like we're talking like it's not even a month. Okay, so so there hasn't been a lot of data around how these guys have got on, but um, we we're here. Look, we're here on trading now, and we're going to get first this first hand. So, folks, you're not missing out now. Um, let's let's dive into. Well, why don't why don't we just sort of verbally dive into like how this thing's structured from a technical yes. point of view. So the two timeframes we use is the four hour and the 15 minute. And we're trading London session, New York session. And we're trading two pairs, so euro dollar and, and pound dollar. We're also using two indicators. So we've called it the power of two because everything apart from the entry model, there's two elements to. So we're using a fractals indicator to indicate solid liquidity points. And we're using the kill zone indicator just so that, okay, if we're out of kill zone, we're not trading. If we're in kill zone or trading session, we are looking for opportunities. And it just simplifies everything. Again, with like the fractals, you're not guessing, oh, is this wick the liquidity? Is that candle the liquidity? Mm -hmm. It's either a fractal or it's not. So it's as black and white as possible. Are we in session or are we not? If we're not, we're not trading. If, we're, if it is, we're executing. 
Um, so we're using the four hours our direction or bias, mainly based on momentum. So we're waiting for a four hour liquidity sweep. And then we're waiting for how price reacts instantly to that point, that level of liquidity. Are we going to get a reversal, like a fail to follow through in that same direction? Or are we going to get momentum and follow through in that direction where we're going to wait for a continuation trade? And then we're coming down to the 15 minute waiting for a very similar situation. We're waiting for 15 minute draw on liquidity has to happen during a kill zone. And then we're executing with a, a one to three profit target, always risking 1%, no partials, no break evens. And so if somebody was going to set an alert, is, are they waiting for like a four hour candle close? And then, and then they set an alert at a certain level at the, at that four hour period and then they'd, when the alert gets hit, they'd dive into the 15 at that point. Is that how it works? Exactly. So okay. alerts for the four hour, you'd you'd alert yourself on a four hour close, um, mainly 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for us trading the UK. Uh, outside of that, we're outside of kills in any way. We're not looking to trade or are asleep. And then once that's hit, we're waiting for a four hour candle closure. So if we get a wick for a fractal liquidity pool, then that's an indication for us that we're not getting follow through. We can look for a reversal. If we get a candle closure through, we're going to wait for a second four hour candle for that additional confirmation. So it's very rule based. And with that starting on the four hour, like I say, it, it, it takes four hours for that candle to change. So if you're at work six hours, most of your day, you're not looking at the charts anyway. So you can crack on with what you need to do at work. No pressure. Um, if we do get that, that four hour signal, that, that four hour close, we can move to the 15 minute. And we can, again, use the alerts, but on a, a, a line tool for a 15-minute fractal liquidity pool. If that triggers and closes, then we can look to take an entry. And I'll show you exactly how I do that okay. in a moment. And, and in terms of like the back testing of this, I mean, you guys obviously you surveyed the, the, the clients you had and they said, oh, we want to do this. We want to trade this way. You then went and came up with a theory that you then back tested. I mean, was it a straight out of the box, like, hey, we've got a first time? Or did you have to iterate a bit and add things in and take things away? I mean, talk us through the whole back testing of this and, and the duration of it and what gave you the confidence that this was the way to go. Yeah, the the whole building the concept and, and the strategy was a good two to three month journey. And the, and the last two months was really solid. Like the first month was like more ideas, planting the seeds, getting feedback, is this something that is going to actually be sustainable? Is it going to help enough people? Are we actually coming up with a solution to a problem? Once we realized we'd spoken to enough people that this is going to be worthwhile, because it's a big thing, you know, we, the way you're trading for years and having a community and a certain element of being a role model online, um, transitioning to something like I'm no longer using the lower timeframes is pretty big news. Um, so we wanted to then use the next two months, which was like half of January, all of February, pretty much all of March to the 25th when we launched the strategy, just heavily backtesting. And even at the start, we were getting positive results, but we'd refine the strategy, we'd take an element out or put an element in, go and backtest the same data again on the same pairs, and it would get better, we'd refine it again. But we didn't want to, like, we weren't adding information, we were just making sure it's a simple as possible, as rule-based as possible, eliminating as much discretion as possible without saying there is no discretion because that doesn't exist in the marketplace, but really making things as black and white as possible. And then when we were really happy with it, we're like, right, we're really happy with this. Not only have we back-tested it thoroughly, but we've also live 
traded it and had positive results. Tom actually passed a 200K FTMO trading this way in the two weeks prior to launch and shared it on MyFX book. So he has that there to say, okay, this actually works also on prop fund challenges. Um, and then we dive deep and, and created, I think it was like 15 pre-recorded videos, which have gone re down really well because the even the way that we've actually delivered the pre-recorded content videos was very simple, like short 10, 15 minute videos so that it fits in with your lifestyle. Again, if you're working and you've got a family, you don't want to spend two hours a night watching a really long video and you're going to switch off after like 60 minutes anyway. Mm. So everything about the, the whole concept, the strategy itself, the content, the way you backtest, it has to be sustainable and it's really short and sweet, but it's effective. And, and what kind of mindset things might trip somebody up with this method or you know, somebody might fall foul of breaking the rules because of X, Y, Z? Yeah, the only thing we found with this is with like 99% of traders coming from a lower time frame and smart money concepts theory into this is they're used to taking five trades a day, whereas now they're taking maybe two or three a week. But our reply has always been out of those five trades a day that you were taking before, how many of those were actually winners? And a lot of the feedback we were getting that was like, oh yeah, like 90% of those trades would have lost. So it's, 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 a, it's a weird one. It's like getting used to not pulling the trigger but at the same time, it's a benefit anyway, because all you were doing was taking lots of unnecessary losses and ultimately kind of wasting your time looking at the lower time frame, wasting hours and hours and hours of your week on losing trades that you didn't even need to be in. Yeah. So you could go like, I think last week there was there was no there was either one or no trades that fit the plan in a week. It was the Easter holiday, so we we're bound to get low yeah. volatility. But still, there were a few people who were like oh, there's not been an opportunity this week. Is it going to be the same next week? And we're like, just chill, you know? It doesn't matter how many trades you take in a week. It's how much profit you make at the end of the month. And were you profitable trading the lower times before? And a lot of the time it was like, hell no, I wasn't. It's like, okay, so enjoy your time. If the four hours <laughs> yeah. not set up, go outside, go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, uh, look, this has been an awesome week. We're going to sort of uh, start wrapping things up here. We're going to do a bit of a quick fire round. Um how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Five and a half years. Uh, what's your recommended trading book or resource? Um, Atomic Habits is a really good one, actually, because I think a lot of the reading education you should be doing is not technical, but more psychological. So that's a really good one. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Look folks, I know you want the answer to this question. Which broker is this trader using? Now, the answer has been sponsored by Black Bull Markets. So to find the answer out, you're gonna to need to go over to tradingnut.com, find the show notes page for this guest, and then all will be revealed. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice is to simplify things as much as possible. And then whichever way you're trading, make sure it's sustainable always know and come from the perspective it's probably going to take longer than you think so even if you think you're going to invest three years of your life actually double it and say even if this takes six years or even 10 years i'm only going to be 10 years older than i am now but i'm going to be consistently profitable i'm going to have tons of money and tons of time and freedom still be young so just awesome. enjoy the process uh, and before we wrap up what's the best way for traders to get hold of you 
Um, best way is either go on YouTube and type in Scott Taylor FX or on Instagram as well. I'm sure there'll be some links in your description of the video below uh, and just send me a, send me a message. You've got a couple of free YouTube videos out there. Um, and, but probably Instagram is the best way to find me. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Scott for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links he's just mentioned, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Scott on tradingup.com. Until next time, uh, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Brilliant, folks. You stuck around to the end of the show, so you must really like it. Now, look, I got a review come through on Apple Reviews just last week. I don't get many of them, so if you are listening to this on a podcast, then please chuck a review into whatever player you're listening on. Really appreciate it. Uh, it just does so much for the show you, you don't even understand so I really appreciate it if you have listened to the end and you do want to chuck in a review what I'll do is I'll read those out in the show in the future so you get to hear your little review read out alright folks now, uh, a couple of things before we jump out of this one we've got that strategy video and it is a step by step strategy video if you do want to quit your day job or in fact you can keep your day job with this one you can keep it if you don't like your day job your 9 to 5 this one will be a strategy you can implement which is very low touch and light touch and has very mechanical rules. So perfect in all facets and a three to one risk to reward and it's a flat, do you take the profit or you don't? That's how it goes. Now, other things going on here, there's a lot going on uh, at the moment. We've got the uh, competition that I mentioned that's going to be drawn pretty much very soon i think it's friday this week my time so you need to enter that now there's a link in the podcast description or video description go and check that out it's pretty easy to enter um, other things we've got the uh, live streamers so they're taking the blue guardian 100k challenge remember there is that 10 percent off coupon that you can use trading that at blue guardian and it's a fantastic uh prop firm to trade with other things going on there are those some of those trades are being now plastered into the telegram group so if you do want to see them hit real time then they're over there you just join the telegram group through the links underneath and i'm also building out last week's strategy might even do it with scott uh, in my robot lab live if you don't automate anything then check that out or check out the Robot Builders Club, which I think you would have heard about in the show. All right, folks, enough from me rambling here. Thank you for watching or listening, and we'll see you in the next one.